Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, women's empowerment coach and motivational speaker, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics relevant to women today. I'd love to continue to support you on your life's journey. Please join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy the show. Happy Friday, everybody. Every Friday is a Friday over here on the Inspired Women Podcast. So today, I wanted to talk about having conversations with people you don't agree with. I feel like our labels separate us, right? I've seen this a lot with people who are like, just because I am a Democrat, I need to believe these things. Or just because I'm a Republican, I need to believe these things. Which is why I consider myself an independent, because I believe a little bit of all the things. But anyways, we stick to those labels and we feel like we need to defend our position, partially because science, (laughs) psychology, our brains want us to be right, right? So when people say things that we feel they're attacking who we are, maybe if they're not directly attacking who we are, but we are so like attached to this certain label that we feel like they're attacking who we are, then we get really defensive. I used to do this when I was part of Beachbody, when I was an actively being in Beachbody coach. Full disclosure, I technically still am because I get reoccurring revenue from my clients that I had when I was like full-blown and I really like the discount on my products. So, you know, I'm a what they consider discount coach. But anyways, it's not here or there. If you need advice on Beachbody products, I can do that. I don't do that actively, but I'm still here. So I used to get like this and I still sometimes can when people talk about MLMs and people who are part of MLMs and or multi-level marketing, that's what MLM stands for, or network marketing, is I still, I mean, I used to get very defensive and now still it can hit because, you know, like when people make broad terms like people who are take part in these MLMs are like this, you know, I'm like, well, I took part in it. Now you're attacking me. You got to take your emotions out of it. So that's the first thing. When you're talking to somebody that you don't agree with, you got to take your emotions out of it, man. Stick to the facts. I see this all the time. Fake news, right? Ignorant comments, people who are not educated in what they're talking about. My husband likes to push me about this. So if I say some like blanket statement, he'd be like, well, what are the details? How did that happen? Like, where did that come from? And I better have some like facts and examples to bag me up or he'll just kind of like look at me and roll his eyes, right? Because it's really important that we be knowledgeable about what we stand for. If you feel a certain way about a certain t- subject, you really need to be knowledgeable about it. For example, I just had this conversation on Facebook with a cousin of mine and we were talking about psychotropic drugs, which are, you know, mental health medications. We're specifically talking about anxiety. But I said, I don't believe that primary care physicians should be the ones prescribing mental health medications. Why? Because that is not their zone of genius. That's not their specialty. They don't have a as they don't have a lot of training in that area. 
and definitely don't have as much training in that area as a psychiatrist does, many times, um, not all times, many times primary care physicians can misdiagnose because they're not trained to diagnose mental illness. Uh, sometimes they can give the wrong medications. This actually happened to me in college and it made my suicidal ideation worse. And then my primary care physician tried to tell me that there's no way that I became more suicidal with depression medication. Uh, duh. Yes, it is possible because if that's not the kind of medication that I should have been on, which it wasn't, then I shouldn't have been put on it. It's been confirmed by psychiatrists and psychologists that that was not the medication I should have been put on. And actually, there should have been a more in-depth, like, a lot of times, also, the reason I don't think uh, primary care physicians should be the ones prescribe medication is medication sometimes is just a band-aid for the boo-boo, and it doesn't actually heal it. So, it makes, it can make people numb, but they still have the same problems, right? They still have the same baggage, the same trauma that they're not working through. So, the medication will only help temporarily. It's not going to help in the long term because there are some deeper rooted things that they need therapy. And I, I'm i doing a research project right now on this, this research paper, not just specifically on this, but money, mental barriers to people seeking out mental health treatment. And one of them is because they'll just get their medication prescribed by their primary care physician and not actually go seek out mental health treatment. So... There are some ways that they are finding that will help with this, like in like an integrative service between primary care physicians and mental health professionals, them working together in tandem. You know, one of these things is a primary care physician uh, referring out to a psychiatrist, the psychiatrist diagnosing, and the psychiatrist getting the person on the right dosage and right medication. And then once the person is stabilized in, in the right dosage medication and everything and have had the proper treatment, then they pass it back on to the primary care physician to just, you know, monitor it and keep prescribing the medication. And with the 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 idea that if something changes that they will be sent back to the psychiatrist but anyways so that is my opinion and as you can tell by all of the information i've given you i've done my research i am knowledgeable about the subject and that's the reason i use that example is when we are talking about certain things we need to be knowledgeable we need to have our information so that we can can share that. The only knowledge is power. And the only way you're going to be able to convert or maybe even not convert, but sway just a little bit. Those people who don't agree with you is facts. You're not going to get them to sway if you start calling them names. So start with take the emotions out of it and you got to have the facts. So the next thing is, again, I just mentioned it. Don't bring name calling into it. Stick to the facts. Do not bring name calling. When you start name calling, either them or maybe the people they, or the people, institution, whatever they believe in. When you start, like my uncle called me a libtard for talking about gun reform. I'm a true believer that you can have responsible gun ownership. I'm fully for that, but also believe that the gun laws need to be revamped 
because not every state even does a background check when you go purchase a gun. For some states, it's only on the federal level that you have to do a background check on private gun or private um, private sellers. They don't have to do background checks. Now, this isn't majority of states. I've actually done my research on this one too, but there are some states that if it's, you're buying a gun from a private seller, they do not have to do a background check on you. And to me, I'm like, I feel like that should be like the, that should be the minimum of, you know, like that should just be a given that you have to do a background check, you know, because you want to make sure these people should actually be owning a gun, right? So I have my own opinions about that. But I got called a libtard. I'm like, that's not helping your case any, especially when you live in New York. It's one of the strictest states about gun laws in the entire country. So you're trying to argue with me that I think that it should be revamped? Okay. So, you know, I was just kind of baffled, but didn't start throwing names. Then, then I'm like, I don't even want to listen to what you have to say. I don't even want to hear it. The next thing is don't be, don't be the parent. Don't be word vomiting all the things that you've heard about this certain subject. We all know, we've all heard it a hundred times. And when you start bringing up those things, then people start shutting down. They're like, I don't even have a conversation with you. I actually, back to the gun reform. I had a great conversation with a stranger about responsible gun ownership and gun reform. And at first, we seemed to be very much on the opposite ends of the spectrum. But we actually were able, by talking and not calling each other names and actually like openly discussing, we are actually able to find a con we, that we agreed on quite a few things. Um, just the, the word gun reform often shuts down people who are responsible gun owners because they're like, they think that they've been like brainwashed to think that that, that means that people are going to take away their guns. Um, so, and I explained, I, that's not what I mean. What I mean is like the, the law, the laws are really old and outdated. They need to be revamped. Things need to change. And he, he and I, we ended up coming to an agreement and people are commenting under our thread saying like, thanks for being so civil and having this conversation. I actually learned a new thing about this. I actually, um, it opened my mind about this. One of the things somebody said was because she had said that, um, she believes it should be like driving a car. Like you have to have a license to drive a car. Well, you should have your guns licensed. The problem with that is the second amendment was made so that, we, the people, could defend ourselves in case of a government insurrection, right? Or if, like, something really bad happened. And if everybody has to be licensed, then they know, the government knows where all the guns are, which some people are probably thinking, oh, yeah, that's the point. But the point is, if there is a government insurrection, like, there is something that goes really bad, then they can come take it away from you. Um, so that, and we, we were talking about that, and she was like, I never thought of it like that. But she would have never heard that if she had we hadn't been civil. So we took our emotions out of it. We didn't call each other names. We stuck to the facts. We shared openly and honestly. We weren't afraid of hurting each other's feelings. But the next thing is, is we were willing to listen to the other person's perspective. We were willing to listen to what the other person had to say. You have to be open-minded during these conversations. You can't just shut it down. 
my husband and I have had uh, conversations about the welfare system. He's never been on welfare, so he doesn't really have much experience with that. But he he had broadly said, like, I think it needs to be taken away completely. And me as somebody who has been on it before when I was a single mom, I explained why it's important to keep it and how how... You know, if you lose your job, you get put in a tough place, you know, say a whole bunch of really bad things happen to you, anybody can end up needing that. So it's important that we have it, but we, by discussing, came to the conclusion that it really needs to be revamped. It really completely needs to be revamped because there's a lot of loopholes, guys. There's a lot of loopholes. There's a lot of people that live generation after generation off of it. There's a lot of people who don't work and live off of it. Yes. But that is the minority. Like any other stereotype, remember we talked about stereotypes in the last Friday episode? Any other stereotype. So back to this, we can have conversations with people who we disagree with. We do need to stop, stop sticking to our labels so strongly, right? And saying just because I'm this, I have to be that, which is untrue. Look at all the ways that gender rules and gender gender stereotypes have changed, right? 50 years ago, women were not serving in the armed forces. Now they are. They're serving in almost every single part of the armed forces. My husband's on submarines and they just started introducing women onto submarines a couple years ago. So that has changed. That role has changed. Well, if women just stuck to the label that I'm a woman and I have to be A, B, and C, but I can't be D, E, and F, then we would have never got anywhere. In order to make progress and change, we have to, have to, have to, have to be willing to listen. Listen without trying to, to, to make a response right? Listen openly and honestly. Actually listen to what people say. Then once you're done listening, when you respond, make sure that you got your facts right. If there's something you're wondering about, like, I think I heard it this way. Is that what you really meant? Or, you know, okay, let me get this right. This is what you meant. Then you can go on and say what you feel, you know, without the emotion, stick to the facts, you know, then keep on with the conversations. Be open. Keep the character bashing out of it. Do not start with the calling of the names. I hate these blanket statements that all Republicans, all Democrats, all this, all that. No. I hate hearing like all liberals, all conservatives. Like no, because not all are like that. Like you're looking at the stereotypical person but majority of people are not stereotypical to their political affiliation, right? Some of them are just brainwashed. (laughs) No, seriously. And I mean that on both sides. Like if you were brought up generation, like if you were brought up in a household that was like strongly conservative, strongly liberal, chances are you have some childhood programming that makes you feel like strongly about those things. But it's important, especially in today's day and age, that we have these conversations, be willing to listen. Is this the only way we're going to learn? That's the only way we're going to collaborate? That's the only way you're going to be able to compromise? And this is really, really what our government officials should start doing so they can actually get shit done instead of fighting like toddlers all up in there. (laughs) All right, guys, I hope you have an absolutely fabulous Friday. And no matter what your label is, please come join us in the Inspired Women community. We'd love to support you. 
All right, guys, have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspired Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspired Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.